Hi, I'm Steve. He's Jason. And joining us today is senior architect Aaron Lake. And this is Hackerman Bat, the weekly cloud and cybersecurity podcast. Last time we spoke with AJ Yan of ByteCheck about a growing Russian threat in the environment. And today we're sounding off on what those threats could look like by explaining really the most popular attack and attack vectors that bad actors might use to compromise your cloud environment. Now, I do have some bad news. There's a 100% chance that you've already fallen victim to a breach. Uh, you can just Google one, and I assure you there's a company that you use uh, that's uh, been in the news recently because of that. But, you know, we've got two one experts. One say you haven't lived until you've been victim of uh, some sort of data or identity theft breach in 2022, right? Absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. happened. I don't know a single person that something uh, has happened to. And it could just be something really small, really? some password to a site that they had no... That, that really didn't have anything to do with security was breached or something like that. But yeah. uh, I think everybody's been a victim to something at this point. Aaron, you uh, maybe you know about us too, but there is a website out there. It's like, have I been pwned or something like that, where you can enter in your email address and it'll let you know uh, what, which breaches you have in fact been impacted by. Um, so, I mean, that said, actually, Aaron, thanks for being here. Jason, I really appreciate it. Um, certainly, that is I'm the gonna... site too. Good memory, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go create a banner. We've got to do that now. We've got everybody. Everybody needs to go do that while they're listening. I was going to say it's a great business model if it doesn't. Oh no, exist. I've been pwned. I, I actually want. I want to see the data from how many people were, you know, weren't pwned. According right. to the how do you end up on a list if you've managed to avoid them so far? So, <laughs> But Aaron, uh, again, thanks for being here. Um, I think probably the two biggies really around this are around uh, what lack of visibility and unauthorized access. I don't know if that's a fair starting place or what could be up underneath those things as a. Bit I, of a I think I think that's an excellent starting place. I mean, uh, that, <laughs> what we've what we've seen and what I've seen is lack of visibility is absolutely the primary issue, right? Um, you, you don't know what you have out there. You don't know what your stuff looks like. You've got a bunch of people creating things. This is the cloud era that we live in, right? Um, if you don't know what's out there. You don't know what it's shaped like. It's going to be really, really difficult to start fixing anything. You got to start somewhere. Hmm. We're not so even a like, super large company and stuff changes in our environment a lot. Every <laughs> Configuration day. Every changes. Day. Every single day, things are added. Hmm. Things are changed. Things are this. And we're... You know, we're not a Fortune 1000 company, right? I mean, you just yeah. imagine how, how, what the scale of this is. A lot makes me think about like how there was a small number in the past, pre-cloud, I guess, is the way we're framing it up here. What was it? What would it have been like before a cloud environment? And of our of a, of the hundreds of changes or however many changes Tenacity is seeing, is that is that on the high side or is that pretty normal? Like, what's what's the before mm -hmm. and after look like? It's, it's a lot different because before you just had a bunch of servers, right? Uh, you don't have a bunch of servers now. You've got a bunch of services. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a network team and a security team in the, in the old dinosaur era, right? Um, that's not the case anymore. Now you've got developers and people in there creating things using automation that you, it's, you, there's, just more, there's more artifacts, um, more, more things to control and to get visibility on. Yeah, I'm not even sure the problem's any different. It's just it, it, it cloud exposes the problem. 
you know, legacy IT, I've got all my stuff in my data center, right? I've got a bunch of servers, maybe they're running VMware. I've got a bunch of virtual machines running on them. I got some storage arrays. And then I've got like one egress, ingress and egress out of that facility from, from an, uh, from a logical perspective, internet. Right. Uh, so, you know, you can be really bad at securing each one of those internal machines where you shouldn't be, but you can be and not be as exposed because at the end of the day, things are controlled at one point of entry and exit. And now with the cloud, every one of almost every single one of those resources can be made public in an, by itself. Right? It's you a click of a button. It's, it's a click of a button. You it's had not, a, I got to call my network guy and route exactly. ports and do this. A developer can make something insecure without even knowing it in some cases. Go ahead, Aaron. No, I, I was going to say you, you had, a, you had a, a guy or a gal, a, one person or a network team that was your gatekeeper. And they would never say, you know, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Let's make our really important database public, right? Mm -hmm. Th that, the buck would stop with them. And that's, that's not the case anymore. I mean, we've done installs in the past couple of weeks that you know, they got public databases just sitting out there. I'm like, you guys you should probably fix this like right now. <laughs> that they didn't know. That they didn't know I mean, about, yeah. They did not know that they were public. In fact, they thought they were private. I mean, this is every single customer we install. 100%. Has some things out there that they went, my gosh, that should not have been public or uh, that user shouldn't have had that level of access or, I mean, blah, list, list, list. It goes, it goes down. Yeah, so I heard uh, lack of visibility seems to be pretty overarching, right? You, how do you even fix something you don't know is there? Um, that sounds to be like a problem because there's a lot more human beings creating a lot more stuff. Uh, and before there might've been a process around it and now it's, Ah, I need a new bucket. Uh, I need a new EC2 instance. Oh, I need a new function. It, it doesn't even out. have to be. It doesn't even have to be a whole lot of actors. It could be a single actor, right? Mm. You could be a one-man shop, and if you just don't know which buttons not to click, or get visibility into saying, "Oh, that's that's a bad thing you just did," um, mm. it doesn't matter the amount of people. It's uh, the, the oh, it's not just AWS. All cloud providers make it really easy to do bad things. They don't protect you from yourself. <sighs> I hate to I hate to make you answer this ask this question, but like, why not? Like, for example, if something should ninety nine percent of the time be not public or private, why is the default public? Or the default, is that not the case? The default isn't always public, and I'd say they're all getting better, right? Um, it was real easy to create, you know, S three buckets with public access, and I'm sure we've all heard about those things in the past, you know, five six years. Now they give you warnings, but not for every service. It's not, uh, yeah, they should do a better job about it, but I mean, the onus is really on you. I mean, that's part of the agreement is they control the infrastructure, you control the configuration. Mm -hmm. yeah, and mm -hmm. also they got a little bit better at it based on the exponential growth in use. It became a problem that was so bad because, because of the use of these products exponentially grew or services, right? And so the flip side of that is, uh, as a as an organization, where five years ago, and I'm going to use simplistic numbers here, five years ago, maybe uh, you know I'm using a hundred S3 buckets. That's most likely a thousand today. So, so your the amount of uh, risk uh, of the, the 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 pool size of risk grew by ten times for most organizations, right? 
And so the providers had to get a little bit better, at least letting you know, but it's still really difficult to figure out if you've got a thousand things that are secure or not, whether, whether it's easier to configure them or not. Cause at the end of the day, it is literally a widget. It's a little toggle button that says when, when you, in most cases, when you deploy something, should this be public or not? So it's very easy for these things to, uh, to happen this way. I heard things that are public shouldn't be configured that way. We talked about storage a bit. Aaron, what other things might accidentally be left public that shouldn't be? Uh, things that shouldn't be left public. You've got databases, you know, public IP addresses on servers is generally a pretty bad thing as well. You know, throw that stuff behind a firewall or a WAF or something. Um, you know, almost every service can be created public. Um, and generally, none of them should be. That should be the de fact. The default setting is no and you should have to fill out a questionnaire like why are you doing this this is a terrible idea <laughs> which uh, we, yeah, we make you do by the way <laughs> right <laughs> you should have to provide business justification of why that that uh should be uh, public right absolutely and then it comes back to visibility too so i mean um you mentioned on an offhand way like um throw a waff in front of it that kind of thing but how what should what steps should people be taking to better visibility, uh, and to ensure a proper configuration. Is it, is it possible, um, with exponential growth or, or how would you ask anyone that worked on your team to go about it? I mean, it, it you have to go through it manually or you could use a tool, right? One of those is going to be a lot more effective than the other. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say it's not possible without leveraging some sort of tool like tenacity. Okay. Um, it, it's yeah, it's it, it'd be a full time job for somebody to babysit, see when new things are created, make sure that they're matching your configuration settings for compliance. Um, it, it's 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 impossible without mm -hmm. a tool. Is the same thing true for like over too many permissions for people, or if that's a if you're a one person shop, you have all the permissions, but there's probably ways around. Uh, yeah, keeping yeah. safe there too. I, I will say, even if you're a one person shop, you still shouldn't have all the permissions. Um, you should only give yourself the permissions that you need and lock that root account somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's real easy when you say, let's say, for example, you onboard a new developer and, you know, I don't want to mess with giving them the right stuff. We'll just give them star, right? Give them access to everything. Um, that is incredibly common too. We see that all the time. So yeah, it's give people least privilege is the way AWS defines it. With the intention, by the way, when most of these negative maliciousness is not intended up front. Right. Right. It's like, oh, I, I've got to, you know, I'll, I've, I've got to get this working for them because things need to happen right away. Let me get it working. Make sure it's not that. And I'll come behind and make sure they only have the access. And then what happens? You get 100 more requests and you go move on to those. And then yeah. you lose sight of the fact that this user has too much access. There's no lack of things to do. Right. Enough to do enough time to do 10. And there's 100 on the list. That kind of deal. So 100 percent. Makes sense. So, I, I mean, I heard, again, lack of visibility, unauthorized access, and really what it comes down to is a proper monitoring scheme. Uh, a tool is certainly something you're going to want to do in the world of growth and making sure that anyone who does have access to the environment, even if it's just you, doesn't have all the eggs in one bucket, so to speak. Pretty fair summary so far? Fair summary. All right. Well, uh, this has been Hacker Man Bad. I am Steve. We were joined by Aaron Lake, Senior Cloud Architect, and of course, Jason Yeager, co-founder and CEO of Tenacity Cloud. Join us next week 
or actually later this week, depending on what day you finally get to this broadcast <laughs> on Hackerman Bad, we're going to take a look at a, a couple of initiatives out there. There's, in fact, some 10 and $15 million bounties that exist in the cybersecurity world. They're up for grabs. Who's issuing them? What are they? How can you get a piece of that? Join us next time. And on that next episode of Hackerman Bad with your host, Steve Lachance and Jason Yeager, we're going to be talking about internal threats. Are they that big of a deal? And how do you stop them before they start? Click subscribe now, and we will see you next time.